Hey everyone, it's Pastor Jacob. Hope this message gives you encouragement, perspective, and revelation from God to give to others. Also, don't forget to follow us on our Instagram page, Fusion Student Media, and also follow me on Instagram, at Jacob underscore Malasa underscore. We hope you enjoy the message. Let's get into week three of our series, Stay. And the first week, I talked about staying faithful in prayer. And what I taught about was, even though you can't, see God or feel Him, He's still there and He still hears you. So that was the first week. The second week was talking about staying consistent in your word. I talked about how even though the word seems like it's not relevant or it's not put to today, it really is. And I also encourage you, instead of just hearing me preach a message about the word, you go and read the word for yourself because it's personal. So those are the first two weeks. So for today, for week three, the title of this message is Stay Connected in Church. Stay connected in church. Um, the question that I want to ask you guys, and you can just say it in your head, you don't have to say it out loud. Don't say it out loud. Have you ever had to do something really important, but also it's felt really inconvenient? Like, like for example, like helping some random older lady put her groceries in her car when she gets out of the grocery store, something like that. Seems like really like inconvenient. Doesn't seem as important as you think it would. But, but think about it. In that moment, it may feel inconvenient, but at the same time, you were glad you did it after the fact because of a fruit, like the fruit of that commitment. Like it felt good helping someone. Or like it felt good helping that lady get her groceries into her car or helping someone change a flat tire. I don't know, whatever, whatever hypothetical I can think of. But but even though it seemed inconvenient in the moment, it was actually great to do that. It was actually great to actually go there or do this. Even though it felt like it didn't really matter, I was like, oh, no, I got to do that. It was convenient in a way. The question I want to give to you is, did you know that you are an essential piece of this youth group, of this church? What does that mean? That means that you are a special piece of this of youth life. You're a special piece of it. So what I'm tying into is church feels inconvenient. With the busyness of life, we let the busyness of life or school or whatever that looks like stop us from coming to church. As you can tell, my ex- exhibit A. It's hard to come to church when we let the busyness of life overthrow it. And so I want to show you two main things. This is going to be a short message. It won't be as long. But I want to show you two main things of why you matter here. No matter if you're a student or or you become a life group leader or whatever that looks like. I want to show you why you're an essential part of this youth group. The first point I want to talk about is that you were called to do life together. You were called to do life together. Galatians 6 verse 2 says this, carry each other's burdens and in this way you will fulfill the law of Christ. So a phrase I like using is like, together is better. Together is better. That is a type of phrase that I love using because it is true. Jet Coffee has this bracelet and it says on the bracelet, stronger together. And I thought it was really cool because together we are better and stronger. Because when you're by yourself, it's a lot harder to do stuff by yourself in a lot of ways. Some of us are self-sufficient, so it's fine. But for some of us, it's easier when it's with somebody than when it's not. And so 
with that, you were called to do life together. You were called to be, to carry each other's burdens. And that's the, and that's the funny part about carrying each other's burdens is that you're just a, you feel like you're just a student. You feel like you just attend, you come to service, and then that's it. But you're more than that. You're more than just attending a service. You're more than just hanging out with your friends. You have more of a significant part in this youth group that you are a part of. 1 Corinthians 12, 12 through 27, it's a long passage, but it talks about the body of Christ. I'm going to kind of read a bit of it because it is really good and it really helps you understand that each part of the body of Christ matters just like the other one does. Verse 12 says, Just as a body through one has many parts, but all its many parts form one body, so it is with Christ. For we were all baptized by one spirit, so as to form one body, whether Jew or Gentile, slave or free, and were all given the one spirit to drink. Even so, the body is not made up of one part, but of many. So what it's saying is, is that there are many parts to the body of Christ. What that also means, like in church, different body parts, which means different positions, different pieces of the church, whether it's sound booth, worship, preaching on the stage, doing a life group, whatever that looks like, that is an essential body part of the body of Christ, a part of the church. Verse 15 says, Now if the foot should say, because I am not the hand, I do not belong to the body. It would not, for that reason, stop being a part of the body. So what it's saying is, is that in, in 1 Corinthians, Paul is telling the church, stop comparing your position to somebody else's position. And what I mean by that is there are two different perspectives. So worship team and sound booth, two very different significant positions. A lot of people in the sound booth are like, man, it's just... I don't like sound booth. It just feels like I'm in the back of the, the road. It's just no one really like, like I want to be on stage. I want to sing. I want to worship God, but I'm in the back. All this stuff. Just a hypothetical. The worship person could do the same thing and say, basically, I really don't like being up on this stage. It's just so exhausting. I wish I was in the sound booth just doing sound and doing lyrics. That would make it so much easier for me. We all compare in some sort, sort of type of way. We think worship is better than sound booth. We think we think life group is better than worship, whatever. But let me tell you something. You doing a life group, you warning in the sound booth is just as significant as doing worship or preaching a message. It's the same thing. It's the exact same thing because, because all of it serves God's purpose, which is speaking life into somebody else. That's what the body of Christ is. No matter what body part it is, so if you're a leg, don't, don't think you compare yourself to an arm because an arm does something completely different than what a leg does. I talked about this in our Students Unite sermon for everyone. And I talked about how the body of Christ should not compare each other's like body parts. You should never compare the leg to the arm or the eyes to the mouth because it has a specific purpose in that role. So if you want to run, if you feel like running a life group is trash, it's just as good as worshiping on a stage. It's just as good as worshiping on a stage. I'm going to jump to uh, verse 19 because it keeps talking about comparing itself. Verse 19 says, If they were all one part, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts but one body. So Paul is saying, if they were just one, there would be no body. If there wasn't a sound booth, there wouldn't be worship or any preaching words. So, for example, this microphone, I'm preaching from this microphone. Matthew, mute me. Mute me. So he controls my microphone. 
can hear me right now. The recording can hear me. You can unmute me. Thank you. So he controls the microphone. He can control the acoustic and the microphones on the stage when they sing. That is just as important and as significant as when I preach or when we do worship on a stage. You can't compare because when you compare, you lose confidence in what you're doing. It's the same thing with school. It's the same thing with all this other stuff. We compare ourselves to others. And I talked about this Wednesday night. We compare ourselves to others when really God has made us in a way that we are a part of the body for a specific purpose. We can't compare ourselves with others. Jump to verse 27. He keeps talking about um, the body parts and how each one is honorable. Verse 27 says, Now you are the body of Christ, and each one of you is a part of it. You are a part of the body of Christ. You are a part of his life no matter what you're doing. Your role is unique as a specific member. And if we don't collectively serve and work together, it would be like missing a foot or missing a hand. So don't compare work together. That's what I want all of y'all to learn and I want youth life to learn is that each part is just as significant. Each part is just as unique and important. And that's why it works together. All of it works together for a specific purpose. I preach on a Sunday. My life group leaders go and do life groups on a Wednesday. That's working together. Matthew running the sounds and stuff for my mic and, and the worship team. That's working together. That's not comparing. It's working together. And so that's the picture of a, a body of Christ, a ministry, a youth group. That's the point. Sometimes, sometimes more things on your schedule can be truly inconvenient. But always remember how valuable you are here in church. Not just at family life, but youth life in general. Life, like I said, has a lot of conveni inconvenient stuff that comes around. It could be you working somewhere for the first time during a pandemic, that's kind of weird because you would expect to work just regular work, but working through a pandemic is completely different than just working in a regular, in regular life. It's completely different now. It's the same thing with this. The life that you live is always going to come with inconvenience, but understand that church is never inconvenient. Church here is never inconvenient. It's a place not just where you can come and hang out and, and do your own thing, but you get to come and know God deeper and more on a, on a, on a stronger level. That is what you mean here, is that you matter to the extent of God mattering. Like God, God cares about you being here. God cares about you being here. Stay connected in church. Even when it's inconvenient sometimes to come to church, we need you here. I need you here. The reason why I say that is because and like I said, we have a small group in here, so I mean, it's not like I'm preaching to a huge choir, but but you are needed here. Even when even when it seems like I have my team together or whatever, like I would like it's great to see y'all here because y'all are important. Don't ever feel like you come here and you just feel like you can't fit in or not feel important. You are important. Stay connected. The second and final point I want to talk about before I close is we are called to prioritize each other. We are called to prioritize each other. Romans 15, 1-3 says this, We who are strong ought to bear with the failings of the weak and not to please ourselves. Each of us should please our neighbors for their good, to build them up. For even Christ did not please himself, but as it is written, the insults of those who insult you have fallen on me. And so what Paul is saying in, in Romans is that 
Stop putting yourself first when you come here. Stop thinking that you just consume and then just keep it to yourself. That's not how, that's not what God wants you to do. What God wants you to do is to consume what He's given you and now you can be a blessing to somebody else. Oh, God spoke this word to me. I know a friend that needs it. I have this thing that God's really speaking into my heart. I know someone who really needs to hear this. That is you being blessed and then being a blessing to somebody else. That's what God wants in this youth. In, I know He wants this in this youth group. Even in a church, He needs us to prioritize each other before we ever try to prioritize ourselves. Yeah, it's important for you to come here for your personal relationship with God, but this is not just a place that's a museum for for the elder, the church all our life type of kids. This is a like a hospital for the brokenhearted. That's what this place is. And if you don't get that kingdom mindset in understanding that this place comes with broken kids, it comes... Some of, some people, some, some of them I know on a Wednesday night come back from toxic households. I know some of them come back from, from horrible friendships, from feeling like school is just weighing them down. Now that they're back in school and they're having to go three times a week and now they're going, now they're doing online stuff. I know what they come with here. They're supposed to come here with this stuff. And I know a lot of us have been church. A lot of us have. Your duty as a church person here is for you to be someone that blesses somebody else. It's never for you to just consume and consume and, and take in and just come and hang out. stuff. I want that. I bring that. I want the fun. But at the same time, I want to see you guys grow in a way that it makes you a different person. It makes you live a different lifestyle compared to what is not benefiting your life. That is what this church is all about. Is us giving to others. Let me tell you something. I've, I, I had counted uh, yesterday. When we have, so for example, Wednesday night was a total of 35 of you guys. That's a lot. But I, it shocked me half of you guys were unchurched kids. Unchurched kids. And I thought about that yesterday. I thought to myself, that's what I really want. I don't, I love you. I was churched all my life. I'm a church kid. I get it. I love you guys. But at the same time, there is other people that need Jesus. Rather than it just be me, somebody else needs that as well. Because some people come, like I said, with toxic atmospheres, and they come here to feel safe. It's a safe zone here. And so that's what you guys, as, as we consume, we give to everybody else. We need to prioritize each other. We can all default into a... And I know this is harsh, but we can all default into a pretty selfish lifestyle that just worries about our junk and completely forget that we have a role to play in others' lives as well. Here's what we need to do. The Bible says we need to be like Jesus. We all know that. The Bible calls us to be like Christ. What did Christ do? He healed the sick. He helped. He made the blind man see. He let the lame man walk. He rose people from the dead. To put that into perspective, what he's calling us to do is to do stuff that is not about us. He's calling us to do stuff that doesn't involve us. In a way it does because we're being used and that's great. But I know that each and every one of you in here has a specific purpose to do that for somebody. 
That is a that is a vision I've always had, and that's what Jesus has always put on my heart, is that we are to serve others, not just ourselves. We forget that Jesus, if Jesus prioritized us, then that means we have to prioritize others. You're here. You're living, you're living in an age, in a specific time where you're in church. You could be doing so many other things. With the team, with the culture that we have today, you could be doing so many other things right now on a Sunday. You could be hanging out with toxic friends. You could be, you could be doing stuff you're not supposed to. Like, hypothetically, you can think about it. Let your mind run wild for a second. But when it comes to that moment where you realize I'm here in church, not just because my parents let, told me to come here, but I'm here for a specific reason. And that is what I, the perspective I want you to get. You're here for a specific reason, for a specific purpose. And so that's why prioritizing others is a true blessing in itself because you're helping somebody else. You... Think of that one person that you know that you love and care about that is struggling with something. And you know certain someone that struggles with certain somethings. Think about that person. If Jesus prioritizes you, you don't think he prioritizes others? Because he does. He, prior, he prioritizes everyone. So that's the vision I want you to get where I'm coming from and what God has spoken to me. Is that you have to ask yourself. Who needs to hear this encouragement? Who needs to hear that, hey, God is with you. God is working in for your good. God's working through you. Who needs to hear that this week? Who do you know that needs to hear that this week? Who are you prioritizing as Jesus did for you? And the final thing I want to leave with you is whose burden are you willing or ready to bear? Whose burden can you bear? You can shut down the lights and, and then everybody uh, bow your heads and close your eyes. I want to finish out with this. I want to use this time. I want to take about five minutes. Matthew, if you can get on Spotify and find some type of worship song or whatever. I know the worship team's not here, but um, I I want you guys to prioritize this. In this moment, you might you might know someone. You might know if, well, sorry. maybe use this time to reconnect with, with someone that you know in your heart that you know is dealing with something and pray for that person. For the next couple of minutes, I want you to do that. I want you to pray and ask God to meet that certain person that you know is struggling to meet where they're at. I want you to understand that that. With this moment, with prayer, God does answer. You just have to ask Him, Lord, I know this certain person that's struggling with something, and I, they need to hear your voice. They need to hear your encouragement. They need you right now. I want you to exercise your faith in this moment to really ask God, God, heal my friend. Talk to my friend. Help my friend out and, and also ask him, say, Lord, give me the willpower to pray for them and talk to them in person. Because you know that one certain friend or that certain someone, maybe even in here or maybe somewhere out where you go, you know that they're struggling with something. I want to take the next five minutes just to pray or at least just a, probably three minutes. I'll make it quick, but pray for that certain person that you know that is struggling with something. 
take the next couple of minutes. With and it's so true that all you've done is cover me.